Welcome to Remarkable, a podcast about the families all over the world who love someone with Rett syndrome. It's been a few weeks since I posted the trailer episode for the podcast and boy has it been an incredible experience. It's been an amazing opportunity to not only talk to so many different Rett syndrome parents, but even as a Rett mum myself, I've learned so much along the way from every single person I've spoken to. It's been a real honour. I'd love to quickly introduce myself. My name is Tracy and my daughter Jovi is currently 10 and was diagnosed with Rett syndrome when she was three. We live in beautiful Sydney, Australia, where Jovi attends a wonderful special needs school. She loves the Wiggles, Yo Gabba Gabba and hanging out with her dad and two brothers. I am not a professional podcaster or interviewer. I'm actually an introvert that mumbles, but my biggest passion, especially around October each year, is to raise awareness about Rett syndrome in any way I can. I love listening to podcasts and I couldn't find any Rhett-specific stories out there to listen to, so I thought it was time we did something about that. And here we are. Before we get stuck into listening to the remarkable stories about life with Rhett syndrome, I thought I would take the opportunity to present some basic info about Rhett. Again, I should remind you that I'm not a medical professional and that if you have concerns about your child, you should seek out the advice from your doctor or reach out to one of the fantastic associations like RhettSyndrome.org. For all the info that I talk about in this podcast, I will try to leave a link so you can follow up with more reading when you're ready. Please remember to let people know about Remarkable, subscribe and share the links from our Facebook and Instagram accounts, not only for Rett Syndrome Awareness Month, but throughout the year. So what is Rett Syndrome? Rett Syndrome is a rare neurodevelopmental genetic disorder that is caused by mutations on the X chromosome on a gene called MECP2 or MECP2. Rett syndrome is mostly a random occurrence, meaning neither mother or father have the gene that causes Rett. However, there are cases where the gene is found within the mother and is passed down, but this is rare in itself. There is less than 1% chance of having Rett syndrome in each pregnancy, with chances only increasing if you do happen to carry the gene. Parents of Rett syndrome kids can have the same DNA test to check for Rett also. Because it's found on the X chromosome, it seems as though Rett is a female-only disorder, but this is not true. Males can have Rett syndrome on their X chromosome also, but this results in more severe symptoms and can affect the quality of life and expectancy greatly. However, we are seeing some gorgeous boys living a beautiful life with their families, which is so awesome to see. So again, Rett syndrome is caused by mutation on the MECP2 gene. What they say is happening is that the MECP2 gene is inactive. MECP2 produces a protein which regulates the activity of other genes. So when it's inactive, we lack the protein. And that's when you start to see the signs of Rett syndrome. What are some of the signs of Rett syndrome? The signs of typical or classical Rett syndrome may include a period of regression during the first one to five years of life. This could mean you would see them gain skills like walking, grabbing and holding objects, talking, but then see them lose those skills for no apparent reason. The inability to walk, talk or grasp, meaning they never gain those skills to begin with. Repetitive hand movements, such as hand wringing, clapping, mouthing, clasping, seizures, scoliosis, breathing issues like hyperventilation, air swallowing, breath holding, sleep apnea, slow growth rate, teeth grinding, sleep disturbances, dystonia, heart irregulations, and ECG is regularly done to check for long QT syndrome, digestion issues, and apraxia. There are four stages of Rett syndrome, including the slowing of skills, regression, 
a plateau, and then late motor deterioration. Atypical forms of RET have also been described. So aside from the classical form of RET, there's also congenital variant, a severe form of atypical RET, a Zappella variant, a milder form, or they even called it preserved speech variant, Hainfield variant, where epilepsy occurs before they're five months old. As you listen to all the episodes of the podcast, you'll quickly see how a varied Rett syndrome diagnosis can be. It really is a spectrum where no two people are the same. Rett syndrome is now diagnosed via DNA testing. Before DNA testing was available, patients were diagnosed by observation of the typical symptoms. The diagnosis process is generally started once the parents are concerned about the early development of their babies. So again, generally, because this doesn't happen with every single family. Concerns start to grow around that regression stage where they might start to see a slowing or loss of skills. There are so many challenging things about Rett syndrome and as you'll hear from episode to episode, it's different for everyone. In our case, seizures and epilepsy has been the most challenging aspect. Lots of ambulance rides, hospital stays and medications over many years has been really hard to deal with. For other families, it's breathing difficulties or scoliosis leading to major surgery feeding issues and digestion issues. It's also behavioral issues and severe sleep disturbances. Again, over many years, that can really impact the whole family. Life expectancy for people with Rett syndrome. This is a, another tough question to answer because for the fact, it sucks. It sucks and it's an incredibly hard part of Rett syndrome to try and process. On one hand, we are seeing some people with Rett living well into their 40s possibly due to the advances in medicine that can help things like seizures and illnesses. But on the other hand, we unfortunately hear of so many Rett syndrome girls and boys passing away way before their time, sometimes unexpectedly and sometimes after a battle with illness. Just in the time I've been creating this podcast, we have had the news of at least seven girls and women that have passed away due to complications from Rett syndrome. And that's the only seven that we know of through Facebook. And very personally, our Sydney Rett family lost our dear friend Charlotte, who was only 11 when she passed away three weeks ago. The loss of each and every girl and boy with Rett is felt throughout the world in our Rett family. But I've come to realize we lose big because we love big. So all I can say about life expectancy for Rett syndrome is to never take the days you get for granted, good and bad days, because unfortunately we just don't know. Treatment for Rett syndrome, the cure for Rett syndrome. Unfortunately, there is no current cure for Rett syndrome as I record this in 2019. There are many incredibly smart and forward-thinking people that are working so hard for a cure and so much has advanced in just 20 years that there is such great hope for a cure for Rett syndrome. What would the cure look like? The best place to go up and read on this is the Rett Syndrome Research Trust website. They have made such an impact on the Rett Syndrome community and their roadmap to a cure is brilliant. There is a video about their findings regarding reactivating the MECP2 gene in genetically engineered mice that you can watch. Again, such brilliant and hopeful work is being done and we'll do everything we can to support them. There are also many clinical trials held in a few places around the world that treat symptoms of Rett Syndrome like breath holding. In the talks I had with Mel Lancaster, we discussed briefly clinical trials, but I'll also leave links to more info in the episode notes. So this wraps up our Welcome to Rett Syndrome podcast episode. 
Rett syndrome has so many different facets to it that I have left so much out that could be said. Again, I'm also not an expert in Rett syndrome. I don't know everything. So I really urge you to ask questions, read medical publications, get involved in the research and fundraising and awareness campaigns, and find out more about Rett syndrome so we can all be better educated. If you are worried that your child may have Rett syndrome, please get in touch with your doctor, perhaps armed with some of the info you find out about Rett syndrome. If you are newly diagnosed, I hope you can gain some comfort from each of these incredible families. I am so proud to introduce you to our Rett syndrome family. I couldn't have made this podcast series in time for Rett syndrome awareness month without them. So I thank every one of them for their time and for being so open with me during our talks. Selfishly, I could have talked to them for way longer than the hour or so we spent together. And there's still a bunch of Rett syndrome families I'd love to talk to in the future. So keep your eyes out for an update. This podcast is not sponsored. I am not specifically fundraising for Awareness Month this year. It's just me sitting in my home office or in my car at all hours of the day creating this podcast. So I'd really love it if you could subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Jump on Facebook and Instagram, share the post about each episode and just help us raise awareness about Rett Syndrome through October and beyond. Thank you again for listening to Remarkable and get in touch if you have any questions at all about any of the things that we discuss along the way. Let me know if this is the first time you've heard about Rett Syndrome. I'd love to hear how this podcast has spread awareness to you. Okay, let's get this podcast rolling.